I'm Sam Mitchell, and these are my stories. Hi, folks. How are you? Good day to you. Let me first welcome you to Autism Rocks and Rolls. Now, before we begin, I must know that I am not a doctor psychiatrist. If your son or daughter is diagnosed with autism, please see a physician, at least be based on my experiences. I also not own the rights to this music. Both music is found on www.spotify.com. Now, we also have some paid for the following. Hi, we're for Bring Change to Mind, and we've been working really hard to erase the stigma around mental health in our school and community. We just want to teach each other that mental health is a positive topic that should be talked about. It's just as important, if not more, than your physical health. Being in high school is tough, but you're never alone. It's time for meeting new friends, participating in fun activities, and learning new things. So be on the lookout for announcements on our club fair. Be ready to learn about all the fun activities you can do at Eastern Green. We're sure there's just the perfect place for you. So if there are any questions about our club or any of our activities, contact us at bringchangetomind.egs at gmail.com or message us on our Instagram at easterngreen.bc2m. Now, I also have some others paid for the following. I got to give one to Peanut and Little Blue's Tattoo. Hey, my man Peanut is one of the biggest supporters of Autism Rocks and Rolls. He's the creator and owner of Little Blue's Tattoos in Bloomington, Indiana. You want to get ink? Go see him on the west side of Bloomington, Indiana today. And I give it to my man, Rob Bowman. I want to give a shout out to him, my man, Rob, at the Living Room Carpet Sales in Bedford, Indiana. Rob made a generous donation for my podcast and business, and we want to give him some advertisement. See them today for all your carpet and flooring needs. And I went to Farm Bureau. I got to give it to my man, Brandon Barrett, at Farm Bureau in Bedford, Indiana. He also gave a very generous donation to help me build my podcast and business. Visit him there today for all your insurance needs. Please check out Castor Kids as well. Brandis, his wife, helped run this fishing charity that helped many kids over the years. And I got to give them to Wagon Wheel. We got to welcome our new sponsor, Wagon Wheel, in Bloomington, Indiana. They are your local shop, steakhouse, and caterer. They have the largest variety of made-in-house products that you will find in southern Indiana. Along with their house-made deli, side dishes, salads, and lunch meats, they make eight different flavors of marinades. And guess what? They have DoorDash now, so that's kind of cool. And I got to go into Soul Juice. The owner of Jordan Honeycutt at Soul Juice in Bloomington, Indiana is amazing. He donated to my silent auction and is going to advertise me through his social media accounts. Want to get healthy nutritiously? Go see him today. And I got to go into Steve Miller and Angel Shear. These two have been behind me 100%. Check out Stephen Miller Tax Service today in Bloomington, Indiana. I know taxi is over, but there are, are late fillings too. This tax service will take care of you, so call them today. And I got to go into Mick Wolfman. We met this young man named Mick Wolfman a few days ago. He's a creator behind Aspie Lyricism. He is a talented musician that is trying very hard to make it in the music world. He is too on the spectrum and so belly wants to make it. Check him out on his GoFundMe page and his song, Dim the Lights. Now, I also have some people I like to thank. I'd like to give one to Pals. I am very excited about this partnership coming soon with Pals or as they call it, People Animal Learning Services. This group can be found in Bloomington, Indiana. They provide comprehensive, individualized therapeutic equine programs designed by professionals to intentionally develop and restore functional skills, enhance well-being, and improve the quality of life. Those with disabilities need to check this place out. I'll begin my first ever horseback ride lesson, because I am, which I am intimidated because I never rode a horse before. But anyway, and we will promote each other's work. And I got to go into Corey Springer. This young man reached out to us through PALS, I'll be buying a podcast coaching sessions with me and I'll buy sponsorship in the future. I am so happy that we are friends and met each other. And I go into Shazad Makabul, or AKA the host of the Finished Article podcast. I love being on his wrestling podcast. It was short, but sweet. Thank you all for inviting me. And I go into Wanda Chirinda or Become a Willing Student podcast. I cannot wait to do some collaboration with this man in the future. So Wanda lives in Canada, but originally from Zimbabwe. I was not only in his podcast, Become a Willing Student, but I hope to do collaborative work with him in the near future. And I got to go into Andrew Campbell and Chili Willie or the ANC podcast. I made two genuine true friends a few nights ago. Andrew Campbell and Chili Willie made one of the, my dreams come true. I met my WWE idol, Mick Foley, on their podcast. They cannot understand what this means to me. What amazing human beings. I can't meet up in Indy one day and have that beer when I am old enough. And I got into my friend Mick Foley and Corey Smith, which leads me to the other one. From earlier. Also, thank you to Corey Smith and Mick Foley's booking agent, and a huge thank you to the WWE Hall of Famer Mick Foley. I cannot wait to have you on my show in July. And thank you to all those who've been on my silent auction. I made more than enough money to join the Mental Health Radio Podcast Network, and thank you, Christian Waller, for graciously inviting me to join. And I'm still doing Mogul's networking, and I love it. Thank you all for always being so friendly when I join. 
And my last one is I got to go into Spectrum Magazine. I would like to thank Spectrum Magazine and Karen Karinja for a wonderful future on Autism Rocks and Rolls and me and their magazine. It turned out wonderful. Now, folks, we'll be right back. We on advertisement, but then we'll get started. Green County General Hospital is proud to support Sam Mitchell and Autism Rocks and Rolls. Green County General Hospital is located in Linton, Indiana. We offer a broad scope of health services at the hospital, as well as four medical clinics located throughout Green County. My Linton Clinic, my Worthington Clinic, my Westgate Clinic, and my Bloomfield Clinic. We also offer an orthopedic and sports medicine center with Dr. John Hammerstein, located in Linton, Indiana. Our Women's Health Center is located at the My Linton Clinic with two board-certified OBGYNs, Dr. Douglas Lawson and Dr. Laurel Walton. Check out our website for more information, greencountyhospital.com. Enjoy the podcast, and we appreciate your support in removing the stigma from autism. All right, folks, and we're back. And yes, Charity Hospital is a really good hospital. Now, today we have a very special treat for you all. We have all the way from Brisbane, Australia, the hard rock band Gutterfire. They are known for their songs, Quantum Bacterium and Jaws of the Universe. Their music will seriously bring the party to your ears. Their style of music has been called Armageddon Rock, and the music sounds they produce are amazing. This band is very supportive of their lead singer, who is on the autism spectrum. Like with my podcast, this goes to show that anyone can live their dreams and be a rocker in a band or a professional podcaster. People like members of Gutterfire and I are breaking down barriers, one song and podcast at a time. Welcome, you guys, and how's everyone doing? Doing fantastic, thank you. Real good. Hello. It's not, it's not, ex it's not exactly rock and roll o'clock over here, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I get it, don't worry. I bet you it's getting past your bedtimes. So these questions are actually just for John, actually, these first five. So what does having autism mean to you? Well, it's sort of the filter through which everything happens. It's just my entire experience. I, I do find it uh, difficult to explain exactly how it uh, affects my world but it, you know it's my relationships it's my uh uh you know uh, ability to work i mean it, it positively affects my ability to run a small business that i have in that i, I have this you know hyper focused i guess on on certain things and it can be quite good at uh, particular things but most importantly i think it just gave me this this hyper focus on certain types of patterns and details and um ways of playing with words that I, I feel benefit the band a lot oh okay yeah i can see that because you just focus on what needs to be done yeah and just well i try as much as possible to be very unique as a singer but i think that kind of just happens naturally because of just the way i approach things so even lyrically i guess i would uh approach the words in a very pattern-based way and I'm, I'm thinking around syllables and connecting lyrics in, in certain ways that I would hope are a little unique at least. So now what were your initial thoughts when you learned that you had autism? My whole life suddenly made sense. It was actually my little sister who was being diagnosed at the time and they still thought she had Asperger's. I know that's sort of um, debated as to whether that's even a thing anymore, whether it's all, you know, uh, autism spectrum or how you exactly want to classify it. But that's what she was potentially being diagnosed with. She ended up being diagnosed higher up on the spectrum. But when they gave my mum all the literature to look over for my sister, she was like, oh, okay, <laughs> this was John his whole life. But when I read it, it was like the penny dropped finally. It was kind of nice, to be honest, because I was always the weird kid. And it was, it, was, it was nice to have an explanation and to be able to understand it a bit better. Now, out of curiosity, the penny drop on its head or its tails? <laughs> uh, head. Definitely yeah, head. It's, it, it threw me for a spin, yeah. But it was, it was like finally finding the instruction manual for something, you know? Yeah. So now, how do you think an autistic brain operates? I feel like, I mean, there are common symptoms, but I feel like everyone I meet with autism, that they can be as different as, you know, they can be, their symptoms can be as individual as the individuals that they are in a lot of ways. So, but I think the common thing we find is this strange sense of camaraderie, despite the fact that we uh, wouldn't express it, I guess, in the same ways that other people do. It's sort of this un unspoken sense of belonging, I guess. I remember when I did first get diagnosed, I started spending a lot of time on, uh, I can't recall the website now, but it was like just a message board and talking to people. And it was nice. It was kind of like finding finding my people. Nice. And you, you finally found your niche and your group. Yeah, I did. Yeah, all these people that I understood, you know, because I just didn't understand so many other people in my life. But it was, yeah, it was like I was finally speaking my language. Now, what is the most rewarding and most difficult thing about having autism? For me, rewarding would be artistically. You know, I, it helped me because I was so focused on it. But I remember when I was 15 years old, I discovered the Smashing Pumpkins. 
you know, most people were just like, oh, he's really into that band. But then they would walk into my bedroom and I had, and I'd spent time collecting from the ceiling to the floor, the whole way around the room, the entirety of the walls, only smashing pumpkins posters. And then I figured out at school at the time in the library, how to print exactly the right font size, perfectly cover my ceiling in all of the lyrics to every single song. And then I had the entire Smashing Pumpkins collection of CDs next to my bed with a stereo and my guitar and my amp. And I just sat there every afternoon after school, just learning Smashing Pumpkins songs. That sort of allowed me to learn a lot very quickly and, and really throw myself into, into music. What did you like about the Smashing Pumpkins? Definitely the outsider vibe. Just the, you know, they were outside even with the cool rock and roll group, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, and, and just I the variation of emotions. I think the extreme expression of the emotions didn't, have to wonder a lot whether billy was angry or sad or you know uh, and he community was communicating it in a way that i really got um what advice would you give to someone who just learned they had autism don't dismiss it i didn't take it seriously for a lot of my 20s and it caused me a lot of problems well the first professional suggested to me that i was autistic when i was 25 around after when mom gave that literature to me she sent actually sent me to the specialist that my sister was going to go to and yeah i mean i it was nice i felt like i found my people all that kind of stuff but i didn't bother looking into it i didn't bother taking the time to really understand how it works it was good in a way because i had kind of learned to socialize quite well at that point having not been diagnosed so long but it was also causing a lot of problems because there's a lot of issues that i wasn't taking seriously enough about what i can what i can and can't handle and um you know allowing myself to have those uh, i guess special needs sometimes and not pretending like it wasn't a thing. Um, so but it be- trying to hide it, but how did it like come out? It's mostly in my life, it's been meltdowns. So uh, I'm very good at masking, um, a little too good sometimes because, you know, it, when it comes time later to explain to someone that this, this is an issue that I face, they often can't see it very well. And I have to, you know, it's mostly people who've known me for a really long time. Aaron uh, would be one of those guitarists in the band um, who can see it. I, I sort of masks too well because then people start expecting more and more of me that I'm not comfortable doing for too long before I start to burn out very badly. So I, I social burn, autistic burnout is something I experienced a bit and sort of can send me into a bit of a depression spiral after a while, um, which does happen probably a few times a year or something like that. Yeah, we all get there sometimes. I think we yeah. go sometimes just go just down the coaster, but as long as you get back up on the chain, like yes. I think you'll be good. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, that's a lucky thing with age. You know, it's, it's been a while since I was 25 now, and I, I, under, <laughs> I understand it quite well. Um, and I know it, I can identify it when it's coming and I can see it and get ready for it because it always it always gets better. You always come out the other side. So now these are these questions for the band members, actually. For either of the band members, where were all of your first impressions of him? It's a nice, genuine guy. Never without a hat or a beanie. That's the first thing I noticed. <laughs> he pushed me yeah, to grow uh, my hair back, actually. Look, as Kevin mentioned, I've known Kevin for quite a long time. So, so this is as here. Yeah, so I've known Kevin about 20 years. We were friends when we were, you know, uh, in our teenage years. So we're, we're a very similar age. So having known Kev for quite a long time, yeah, I've got to know him pretty well. Um, and he's a, a very, very nice, genuine young man and great <laughs> singer as well. So he's, he's a lot of fun to be around. Thank you, for, thank you for throwing young in there. <laughs> yeah, you try to help him out, so don't worry about it. Did he, why did he decide to reveal his autism to the band? I think it was pretty upfront. I think it was good to get the explanation um, because I guess a lot of us are pretty sarcastic and we give each other a lot of crap. So it was important to know that um, sometimes we needed to clarify exactly what we might have meant. Because um, yeah. yeah, if you say it's yeah. raining cats and dogs, is he the first one looking out the window thinking it's raining? <laughs> <laughs> More or less. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Kev probably struggled mostly with me because my sense of humor <laughs> is extremely dry. I noticed a few times that Kev had to pull me aside and be like, I, I'm finally starting to realize when you're being serious or, or not being serious, <laughs> but it's, it's still hard. <laughs> we got yeah. there, though. We got yeah. there. I think that's an important thing to maybe uh, non-autistic people might not understand is that um, you can learn. It just takes time and effort, and you'll never just sort of instinctually understand these things the way other people do, but you can, you can learn and get better. Yes, you it. definitely and can learn and get better. And I was just going to add, hey, it's, it's about all of us learning. Um, we're all learning about each other. And, and also, you know, 
clarifying what we mean is important too. So, you know, when we're having a bit of a joke, you know, saying, hey, you know, we're having a joke here, you know. So, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. and we're all learning. So, I can, uh, it's, it's rare that I go full on with it these days, but I can still occasionally someone will say something that I guess is obviously a joke to everyone else. And I'll just start having the conversation as though it's not. Uh, <laughs> you all of y'all can come back in. So can all of you name some of your inspirations that made you want to go into the rock and roll music area? Yeah, I'll, I'll kick that off. For me, uh, it was probably two albums that really opened my eyes. It was first Led Zeppelin album. Uh, I wanted to be able to play like Jimmy Page. Uh, and I suppose the second biggest band uh, and probably my favorite band actually uh, is Black Sabbath so uh, Tony Iommi and Black Sabbath are huge influences of my style and, and the music that I like to listen to. I'll actually uh, just second that and I'll throw in one other band because Led Zeppelin for me was the reason why I, I started playing heavier rock music but also Black Sabbath but the Beatles for me is is probably the the number one band that got me into it as a young well, I was probably 10 when I started playing guitar and and then, you know, started bands around 15, 16, around the time when I met Kev. So, yeah, they're, they're the three for me. Nice. I'm surprised I haven't said ACDC yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're, they're definitely in there. They're definitely in there. Yeah. They're in there somewhere. I, I'm, I'm going to back up uh, Led Zeppelin there. Um, John Bottom's the reason I, I started playing drums. But uh, the reason I got into live music and heavy music was System of a Down by far. That was the first band that blew me away when I saw them on Rage at like 1am. Yeah, I suppose for me, it's like I grew up and I had an older brother that was 10 years older than me. And just constantly I was hearing heavier music coming from downstairs. So I was like, whoa, this sounds dangerous and exciting. <laughs> and <laughs> so it was like, yeah, I suppose since I was a new battle kid, so it's like Limp Biscuit and Rage Against Machine and then... Obviously, my cousin was actually in a band as well, and he was ACDC bad fan. So, and I just helped him out with writing and then just put us from there. That's cool, man. That's really cool. Glad you like all these bands because I'm a big fan. I check them out sometimes when I'm doing some homework or, or working, really. Has anyone in the band had the opportunity to meet their idols or any of their favorite musical artists? I shook Billy Corgan's hand once, it went all the way up my arm. <laughs> He's a, he's a lost man. <laughs> Didn't get to meet him as such, though. Just shook his hand and said thank you, and that was about it. Hey, it's something, right? He used to, uh, when he was dating one of the Veronicas, he lived, he was uh, in my building a lot, actually. <laughs> You'd just see him walking around and be like, what? Ah, oh, maybe it was something some days. Some days yeah. for you. You also have talked about doing some writing sessions. So, what's an ordinary writing session for the band? I'll let the, the guys who write most of the music. <laughs> I'll let the guitarist feel this one. It's pretty simple. Most of, actually, all of us generally write and we bring riffs in and then we develop those riffs around jamming. They tend to form a song and then Kev starts, or, or John <laughs> starts to um, <laughs> develop, develop lyrics and, 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 you know, words and lyrical ideas. And then it just really flows from there. So, um, yeah, that's the basic process, but we all write. So it's, it's a real organic, free, creative experience. It's, it's probably the first band I've been in that's so organic with the writing process where we all contribute. Yeah, it's very collaborative, actually. That's what I like most about it is that um, everyone approaches songwriting with a really open mind. So um, if someone wants to try something else, everyone's up for it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If it does, it stays. So it's really nice. Yeah. I also don't know many bands who uh, pay as much attention to detail as we do. We'll spend half an hour on just a, you know, a five-second part of the song just to make sure it, it's right so that when we get up on stage, we're not thinking about it too much. We can just enjoy ourselves. Yeah. Who had the best idea once upon a time? And all the writing sessions you've done, who had like the really best idea out of the band? I wouldn't say best idea with music. I think probably there's some of the best <laughs> ideas come visually, uh, like in our film clips uh, mm. and, and things like that, like sort of bringing that. Every song is like our little baby, you know, especially the stuff that's on the album about to be released. So it's, there's no favorites. <laughs> now you all obviously play different instruments. So what does everyone in the band play and what got all of you each into that instrument? 
Well, uh, I I play the drums and John Bonham is the, the reason I started playing. So Led Zeppelin, listening to that growing up. And then, yeah, I started getting some lessons in school. One thing led to another and started playing live. And here I am. Yeah, well, I play uh, bass and plays, well, I was picking an instrument at the start to learn. I didn't want to be a singer, so it was too much attention. <laughs> and then <laughs> guitarist is a kind of similar. And then I can't use four limbs at once. So I just picked up the bass. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I, uh, as I said earlier, started playing guitar at 10. So, yeah, around that time, I was listening a lot to the Beatles. It was what my parents were playing on records constantly. So definitely, you know, George Harrison's playing. But you mentioned ACDC earlier as well, you know, and, and although ACDC is probably not a big influence on me as a band, but Angus Young and Malcolm Young's guitar playing, very influential and my parents were always playing a lot of ACDC too so yeah in my early years that's what got me into guitar. Yeah I, uh, I actually picked up the guitar after I finished school at around 17. Um, this is just a bunch of us mates and we wanted to start a band together so all that sort of kicked off and I uh, got my parents to buy me my first guitar and yeah it's lots and lots of practice and playing live later and uh sort of get to where i am now yeah influences again yeah it's same sort of stuff like jimmy page tony iomi and i grew up with a lot of blues so rolling stones john mayle um all that sort of stuff uh around the house cool my my dad it was a big blues guy so he probably knows yeah. some of the artists you're talking about yeah i'm sure he would <laughs> i bet he would for me it was a little weird because i wanted to be a guitarist and i didn't, I didn't even want to be a lead guitarist. I want to be like a songwriter. And I am a guitarist, but uh, not in this band. But uh, they just appointed me. You know, it was the same, uh, this was the same deal. I had a group of friends and we wanted to start a band together. And they just appointed me singer. And I just did not imagine I would be one. And But now I'm extremely happy to be one, especially for a, a group of talented people like this. And Mike Patton would be the main influence. With your audience, I hear you're very good with your audience. So how do you give back to your audience? It's like a family. You know, we get like a lot of the, we have a lot of the OG people who are coming to the first shows and they, they keep coming. We try to spend actual time with them and, and hang out and, you know, create, create that sense of community as much as we can. And I like to jump in the crowd too uh, during the set um, when COVID allows. It hasn't, hasn't allowed for a while, but. Uh, yeah. So you stage dive. Uh, yeah, well, I just jump in and <laughs> jump in and, and, you know, headbang with everyone else. And um, the, some people know the words, so I sing along with them and, you know, we, we, we try to involve them. Nice. I bet that's a fun um, time. Uh, oh, yeah. And if we go back to the autism theme, it's also sort of like uh, an ice bath. You know, I'm just like the best way for me to overcome how any any potential nerves is to just literally dive into the crowd and exposure therapy. You know, is there a certain favorite memory from either of you with the fans? I think I'd probably say the very first show we did, actually, it was at a very small venue. But just to have a full room for our first show, um, we threw out a whole heap of free study coolers. There was a really interesting vibe and, and, and just a fun, positive atmosphere. That, for me, is probably the, still the, the favourite, I think. For me, it'd be when people actually started singing along and clapping along with the song and stuff. Um, there's a bit in one song where we were trying to encourage that for a while and it wasn't happening, but then people just started doing it without even... Uh, me trying so that was nice it was, it was it was good to it was good to see the fans progress and start to understand the songs better and you could see it and you could see people singing and it, it's nice and how much do they have to climb are their hands tired after that uh, yeah. no that's me with the tra tambourine i'm always complaining <laughs> that's correct <laughs> well, I, no, I'm, maybe i'll whine after i play the tramble trampoline or whatever <laughs> that should be the that totally should be the name though i'm calling yeah. it <laughs> yeah. oh, all right so the, yeah i can't even say the name now that's that's my new nickname trampoline <laughs> now, it's good to bounce bounce it off us before you start using it yeah it is good yeah. to bounce in your opinion what makes a good show for your audience oh uh, it's got to be tight yeah really tight and just no, no mistakes. <laughs> that's, that's always a good one. Uh, I suppose. I think. I think people really enjoy it when they see a band enjoying themselves on stage. So, if all five of us are enjoying ourselves, I think the crowd will generally respond well to that. But I mean, back on the attention to detail thing, the reason we do that is because it's just quality. We we just try. To make sure we never have a really awful show, it's always you know as tight as possible, as good as possible, 
Um, and but yeah, we also try to have fun. Now, please tell me you guys have never had an awful show. Not, <laughs> not, not true. <laughs> not yeah. like no train wrecks, but you know, we've had some some off nights, I guess. Uh, yeah, I can see it. Did I, have you any even tripped over a cord or one of the? Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, I, have, I have this ha- habit. I think I've done it twice to Sean, where I just uh, accidentally unplug his guitar with my feet. Or just turn off the pedal board or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you're like, oops. Um. Uh, yeah. He generally doesn't even notice until Sean tells him after the show. Yeah, once the show, once the show starts, I'm, I'm, I'm locked in the zone. Sean! Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm just yeah, in the corner, stressing that there's no sound coming out, and I've got to quickly figure out why. <laughs> I'm just like, Sean did it again. Yeah. <laughs> John, we, we love you. <laughs> yeah. We're good. All right. So now, folks, we'll be right back. We got another ad price. Right now, you're going to hear about Wellspring Pain Solutions. Hello, everybody. This is Mike Glasscott from the Glass in the Afternoon radio program on News Sports Talk 98.7 and AM 1370 and WGCLradio.com. And on behalf of Wellspring Pain Solutions, they're happy to partner with Sam Mitchell and the Autism Rocks and Rolls podcast. Wellspring Pain Solutions applauds Sam's mission statement to eliminate the stigma associated with autism. Here's what we want you to do. Check out the website, wellspringpainsolutions.com. You'll find out which of the four locations is closest to you. You'll get a chance to meet their team of providers and all the services offered at Wellspring. When you're there, now the fun really begins. You'll find the link to Sam's website where you'll find all his podcasts, background information on his guests, as well as all the merch in his merchandise store. You'll be amazed. You'll have fun. You'll enjoy it. All we ask you to do is take a listen and spread the word that autism rocks and rolls. All right, folks, and we're back. And anyway, I don't want you to be too nervous to meet these folks. You also guys sell some merchandise. So what merchandise do you all sell? Uh, so basically here we have, um, what would you call stubby coolers in America? So beer. Just, just coolers, I think. Yeah. Coolers, yeah. Hand warmers. Beer covers. Drink cozy. Oh, posters. No, no, like you put the beer, you put the beer in it. Uh, oh, it. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like you, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what they call, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, cool, cool. It, so it think stops we, we said, being going, basically. Yeah, I've said stubby coolers to uh, to uh, Americans before, and uh, they just looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we, we sell t-shirts, stubby coolers, and uh, what's the other? Is that it? T-shirts, stubby coolers, right now? Yeah, we had hoodies for a while, but they went. Yep, the hoodies yeah. went. We're about to do a whole new run. Um, we've got an album coming out later in the year, so we're just getting ready to redo all our merch with new imagery yeah. and stuff. So and we'll expand as well. What we're going to do, thinking about some hats and and whatnot. Beanies, beanies is the other one. Yeah, we'll yeah, cater beanies. to our hairless audience. Yeah. <laughs> well, even with the beanies, I could use that. So we're uh, working into winter in Australia, so it's good time yeah. to get some uh, winter merch together. So yep. yeah. Now, what about shirts? You guys do shirts as well. I, the reason why I just saw that on, uh, I was doing some research. Oh, yeah. On Bandcamp, I think you can buy them. Yes, we got two different style shirts. We got some more coming, uh, like I said, with album imagery, uh, imagery in, in a couple of months. But the moment we got our original logo, which this is the last run because we'll be replacing that logo soon. And um, so, yeah, collector's item. And uh, <laughs> another, another one with a really sweet uh, graphic that, uh, as who did the, the graphic for that? Oh, that was Hoppo. Hoppo. Hoppo yep. artist, I think, is mm. really amazing. Hopper, uh, huh? That's Hoppo. Kind of, I'm sorry, that's a funny name for, for an Australian. I'm sorry to say that, but I can't help it. Hopper? No, Hoppo. <laughs> Hoppo. It's, it's the Australian Hopper. thing. We, uh, we O at the end of everything, you know. <laughs> so it's Hopper-O? No, Hop-O. <laughs> oh, Hop-O. Okay. Hoppo, yeah. It's like, we call it like Steve-O or, you know. Or, or, check him out on uh, Instagram. He's really good, actually. Hoppo.artist on Instagram. Or Claybo. 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 Yeah. Don't, don't check out Claybo on Instagram. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> now, out of curiosity, so you, your band's called Gutterfire. So, so where did the band name come from? Because that is a really interesting band name, and I mean that in a good way. It oh, means man. the it, it means the planet right now. It's a it's a bit of a gut of a mind you that was that was that was, a, that was a pre-pandemic name it just ended up becoming you know self-fulfilling I guess yeah you didn't name yourselves the COVIDs at least that would have I think no, that, people yeah. would have killed you for that yeah, yeah. 
That would well, have been it was strange a, in 2018. <laughs> it was all pre-pend. It was like 2018 we started and, and <laughs> came up with the name or early 2019. And it was all, uh, yeah, we, we had no clue how correct that band name would end up being in the subsequent years. I suppose at the beginning in 2018, we, we just tried to mash a bunch of words together. Um, yeah, we did. To, to find a name. But we also wanted a name that didn't stigmatize us or pigeonhole us immediately yeah. upon hearing it. Because, you know, like you hear some band names. Um, what were yeah, some of the bad names you um came up with just out of curiosity? Uh, they, will, they, will stay, they will stay unnamed. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not spitball those again. We want to stay away from the uh, adjective noun formula. Yeah. Throw, yeah, we, yeah, the, yeah, the whole, uh, you know, something, the something, like verbing the noun. Uh, the running yeah. hands. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we definitely didn't want the in there either. Um, yeah. We threw a bunch around and uh, every, we all actually nixed Gutterfly to start with, but then I think Clay brought it back up again a week later and we were like, oh yeah, actually that is pretty good. That's the, the least crap idea that we had, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not the, it's not the worst. I've heard worse. I mean, yeah. at least you didn't name yourselves like the, the Tootie Rudies or something. <laughs> oh damn is it too late to change our name <laughs> that's a really good idea the tootie rooties <laughs> i don't know about that buddy need a horn section if we're going to call ourselves the tootie rooties <laughs> yeah maybe you could <laughs> so i also did some research and i gotta say this is just a complimentary your music covers are awesome like they're really cool who comes up with these ideas like who's the man behind the music covers or is it all in one? We like the single artwork and stuff. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Uh, artists. It's just different. Yeah. It's all yeah, been different yeah. people. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So um, we usually go out because is in the world. There's lots and lots of graphic designers and artists and, and drawers and all sorts of people. So we utilize their skill. Um, and we it was we give them the music and then they come up with something normally. Mm. Yeah. To, to give them a shout out, the first single Jaws of the Universe was Damp Art D A M F dot art i think it is on, on insta and he was just yeah he he knocked that out of the park we were really happy the second single what was that one that was oh hello, hello. Was kira? oh and that was yeah that, that was kira fett with kira fetting and she's also amazing although i think she's a little retired from design these days and uh the third one was uh nonsky art n-o-n-s-k-y he's amazing he's a painter and um still very active and we were really blown away by the quantum that's my favorite one yeah. Yeah. yeah it was it was really good we gave him a bit of a brief but he just went wild with it. No, I was just going to say the covers as well really come off, you know, the, the ideas for the art comes off the lyrical content as well. So there's a yes. real tie in, you know, with, mm. the, with the actual design and the art that it, with the lyrics. So that's a really cool feature as well. Yeah. The next one though will just be uh, <laughs> a picture off my phone with, with a crappy Instagram filter on it. Um, but it turned out well. It looks so. great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As long as it looks great, no one's going to judge, I think. Exactly. I mean, we can exactly. all say that. I mean, that's with Justin Life, too, honestly. You didn't judge him, so. <laughs> I think this band can say has, and I mean something great, has some personality just based on talking to you. Also, how are you all similar and different? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only tradesman that work in construction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the rest of us are all office jockeys. Yeah. <laughs> I think we, we um, all like um, heavy music and parties. Yeah. <laughs> we all, I think coming together point is beer. And, uh, <laughs> uh, it's funny, musically, um, there's, there's obviously some crossover with like, say, Queens and Stone Age and Led Zeppelin, obviously. But um, once you broaden out from there, we're all quite different. So, but it's, I, I don't know, I guess it's just that there's something uh, we all see music in a similar enough way or we all care about it in a similar enough way and we want to approach songwriting in a similar enough way that we we just respect each other for that sure i can see you all respect each other for that music because it brought you all together so yeah yeah i can definitely see that now the difference is is one more quiet than the other i mean i'm just curious like does a different what are some of the different personalities that you all have mike's the quietest yeah, I, I, I never, I never shut up. I'm a good I never, I never shut up. Yeah. I can agree with that. Yeah. Well, yeah. you need a shirt that says "Never shuts up." I need a shirt that says. Myself. I need another shirt that says that. Yeah. Never shuts up. Rip it off. Never shuts up. Third time. Never shuts up. Just layers and layers. Yeah. Just yeah, getting layers colder. Of layers of never up. shut up shirts. Yeah. Make new merch idea. 
There we go. Yeah. Picture of my face. Autism rocks and rolls. Yeah, new new shirt, people. Autism rocks and rolls, and Claybo never shuts up. Oh, I can see the collaboration. In, in, in my humble opinion, as is the ringleader, but likes to party. Uh, Sean is, <laughs> is is the smart, um, sarcastic one, also likes to party. So these are things that bring us together as well as. Um, <laughs> Claybo likes to party and also likes to party. Uh, <laughs> and Mike's a quiet one, but also likes to party. Yeah, and, and I mean, seriously, it's the music that brings us all together. 100% at the end of the day. So it's all about the music. We actually, as John said earlier, we've got such similar kind of like a base, a foundation, and then we all branch out with our own individual interests and likes in music that we bring into the band. And yeah. I joke and say, I joke and say party, but you know, we like, we, we really have a good time hanging out, having a beer together because of that, that links us all together. And I think despite being so different, we enjoy being around each other for that reason. Now is Australian beer different from American beer? Stronger. Yes. It's so much better. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm going to try some when I get to that age. Yeah. Well, you're already at that age if you come over now. Oh, yeah. yeah. 18. <laughs> yeah. Now I think, I'm thinking of ways to get to Australia now. Anyway, so now just out of curiosity, who in the band connects with all of everyone in the band the most and why? As, well, as, <laughs> sorry, for a follow -up. as uh, because like I said, as is the ringleader, he's the person who asked each of us to to join this band and spent a lot of time finding the right people. Um, so he's the glue when we need it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Now, actually, the qu this question is for you as then I think of it. Are your interactions with each of the band members like different from if they're like one on one? With each other compared to them being together <laughs> yeah absolutely yes we do actually spend quite a lot of time together but also individually as well so a lot of time as a group but then we also hang out one-to-one -one and you know in smaller groups as well and yeah everyone is different we've got different personalities and also you know different interests and so yeah talking to everybody um yeah take a different approach for sure i thank you because it seems like there's different personalities but I think that all come combines weather and it makes some good chemistry, which actually leads, leads into my next question. How do you make sure that the band keeps the chemistry alive for any of you? <laughs> the partying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we like having a good time. That's absolutely like when we say party, we enjoy each other's company and we try and also not make it too serious. Like I'm probably the, the really serious one in the band, but John in particular has, you know, he really likes us to get the balance right and to make sure that, you know, we're having fun and, you know, we're doing social activities and, and just hanging out, not always serious about the music or the business side of the band. So that's really important getting that right. We have to like nurture our friendships, you know, as well. Like we're professional some of the time. Music is what we're here for. But at the end of the day, we're all just five dudes that are real good friends as well. So yeah, yeah, just happened that way. But hey, I think uh, there's a really good quote from friendships in the end. Um, there's a really good quote from Robert Plant from uh ages ago uh, from Led Zeppelin where he's just like he's talking about their philosophy with the band and he's like the whole idea of music since the beginning of time since people were banging on rocks is just enjoyment and celebration um and i think we're very much about that about making Good. the band like that enjoyment yeah. celebration is definitely a way of life i mean now yeah. out of curiosity this is just me coming from the educational experience i kind of I'm, just, I'm also like a lifetime learner so are there some similarities and different laws that australia and america have other than the beer one? <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow <laughs> Similarities, I can't think. Um, no, uh, gun laws are very different. Uh, well, a, a pedestrians can't just walk out onto the road here. That's one thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's a universal one. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't. Is it legal to drink in public in America? It's not here. I don't think so, but I, um, you can't be drunk. You can't do it. You, I think you can, but you have to be civil at the drunk. same time. Yeah, yeah. 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 I remember I went to Austria a couple of years and I was on the literally on the bus and my friend just cracks out a beer and i'm like what are you doing he's like it's fine you can drink wherever you want it's very strange yeah. I, th I think the, the government here the government here knows if they let australians drink wherever they want it would be the end of the world yeah <laughs> this is uh this one's not really about law but i think we both have a, a love of sport so different sports yeah. but you know some similar sports but we both love sports so i think that's that's a huge similarity we have and music as well 
uh, again, different music, but a, a real love of music. Now, please tell me Australians do not have like game rage. Like when some like guys usually in America, they get like mad when their team doesn't win. Like they throw. Oh fakes. yeah, we we have that. We have that yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Oh, That's lovely. <laughs> Try watching the footy with ads. Yeah. <laughs> we're, not, we're not quite as bad. At, we're not quite as bad as English football fans, but we. Uh, yeah, we. Yeah, it's, it's not a religion, but it's. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. a cult. <laughs> <laughs> It's a small cold, just getting started. <laughs> Got it. Now, another time I want to talk about, what about education? Is education like there, or is it different with that t- certain topic? I work in the education field, and we know a lot about the American uh, industry. It's actually quite similar. So, yeah, we, we have all the same similar types of levels and, and all the way through to university, and it's really important here. So, yeah, yeah it's pretty pretty similar types of, of system, but, but a little bit different as well. Sure. Now, how about the ways that Australians teach? Is that similar or is that a little different? I mean, I know you probably haven't seen American classroom, but. I have actually, and it is actually very similar. Again, slightly different systems, a slightly different approach and focus, but it's not too different. So yeah, not too different at all. Oh, okay. My mom's an eighth grade teacher actually. So that's why I was kind of wondering. Wait, Everything so- I know about the uh, America's school system is from television shows and movies. So yeah, got no yeah. idea. Yeah. What do you do in the educational field? So uh, long story, long, long story. Well, probably for another podcast, but um, involved (laughs) involved in in the university sector. Yeah. Oh, cool. Are you like a teacher, like math, science, English? No, no, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Again, again, probably for another podcast. I could talk for hours on that. (laughs) Gotcha. He's actually a hitman. Yeah, he can't talk about it. Gotcha. He's a spy. (laughs) No. 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 Now, we're getting close to the end, but stay tuned because we're going to hear about their childhoods and some just about them but for now we're here about perfection autoglass perfection autoglass is the largest independent autoglass company in the state of indiana serving bloomington fishers Terre Haute, greenwood anderson and muncie they specialize in all aspects of autoglass repair and replacement on everything from domestic and import vehicles rvs heavy trucks and equipment repairing glass outside mirrors windows regulators and motors Perfection Autoglass has trained and certified technicians that calibrate the camera attached to your windshield to ensure your lane departure warning and ADS safety features are working properly. Their staff has more than 100 years of combined experience and uses only uses the highest quality glass and sealants in the industry. If your windshield or windows are damaged in any way, just have them replace it or repair it as soon as possible for the safety of you and your loved ones. They offer both in-shop and mobile services, as well as same-day service. Perfection Autoglass works directly with all insurance companies, and their staff is committed to the highest level of quality service and attention to details that customers have come to expect. They understand that getting your vehicle back on the road as soon as possible is important to you. You can visit them online at perfectionautoglassindiana.com to learn more about their services and for a free quote which I think is kind of cool, by the way, may I add. But anyway, please call Perfection Autoglass for any and all your autoglass needs. All right, folks, and we're back. And yes, go please check them out because autoglass is a definitely perfect. So now I want you actually now to all of you, all of you to describe your childhoods. Uh, uh, <laughs> poor but filled with love. I, I was from a pretty big family, so I've got uh, three, three siblings, uh, two brothers and a sister, so a relatively large family for here in Australia. And, and yeah, really good family upbringing. But, yeah, we were reasonably, you know, struggling along, you know, with, with you know, finances and everything, but, but a, a really good tight family. Yeah, I can see that. I'm glad you guys have – all of you have good families. This is actually for um, John. So – John, if you could tell your childhood self something about your autism and your struggles, what would you tell your childhood self right now? Get comfortable with the term special needs and don't deny yourself what you need to, to function. Don't suppress too much and uh, it will get better. Gotcha. Not, not bad at all. Yeah. Very beautiful message, may I add. Yeah. This is for either one of you. So how did your families 
help each of you through your lives. My mum is a hero. She was only 14 when she had me. So sort of raised me from quite a young age uh, alone. And um, then my brother came along about three years later. And um, she always moved us to a slightly better house in a slightly better neighborhood and a slightly better school. And just that drive to push incremental change in my life uh, was definitely something that she um, inspired in, in me and my brother. Yeah, I think my parents, uh, especially my father, just always guided me. He, like, I suppose they also pushed me in certain areas, I suppose through their wisdom, like they know how hard it is as an adult. So they were just trying to set me up with the right base. I think that's, you know, what all parents try to do, really. Yeah, definitely. I think all parents are trying to do that, especially my parents. They try to help me out through my life because I have have some struggles, but we're getting through them as a family. And that's the part. We do everything together as a family. You can't complain yeah. about that. I'm the same as um, John. My mum is my rock and has been incredibly supportive from day dot. So I wouldn't be where I am without mum. Yeah. You know, now I'm thinking instead of the read, you, 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 the band should be called Mama Boys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, 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 would, I, would, I would wear that as a badge with pride. I think I'm glad. Yeah. Now these, we got, we're about done guys. So, but these are just for some fun ones. So, so my yep. first fun one is what's like your favorite food or like your paradise meal? And why is it your favorite? I hot chips and gravy. You just can't go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a staple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say pizza. Like that, that's such a simple one, but um, I don't know. What pizza's flavor, like man? sex. Like even, even bad pizza is pretty good. <laughs> oh, meat lovers, mate. Barbecue sauce, deep pan. I'm high-fiving you because meat lovers is the best. Yes. <laughs> I, always feel, I always feel like pizza is a, is a cheater's answer to that question, though, because it can be anything, you know? Right. Be- <laughs> <laughs> he said meat uh, lovers. I think- he didn't say just pizza. I convinced him to say his actual favorite, so he ain't cheating. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> as long as there's no olives on it, man, I'm, I'm all about it. <laughs> I think, uh, personally, it's, it's all about the garlic bread uh, with a bit of pasta on the side. <laughs> <laughs> And and for me, it's Thai food. So anything Thai, I, I eat at least three or four times a week, maybe more. So Thai food oh, wow. for me. You're, so uh, you're no. a big spicy guy. As Yeah. Love, love the heat. Love the spice. So Thai I'm food is the best. I try to get the hottest food alive with like, I'm a big fan of buffalo wings. That's my favorite. And I try to get the hottest mm. possible. Actually, yeah. that's my answer. That's my answer. Buffalo wings or any spicy wings. Um, I love <laughs> spicy food. Oh, yes, brother. I, I got to eat some wings with you guys now. I'm chilling. Yeah. I'm coming to Australia and chilling with you. <laughs> Hell yeah. Get drunk and eat some, some wings. We got some good yeah, wings. Yeah, this is like the party of my life, man. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite movie or TV shows, and why do you like it? My favorite movie is He Died with a Falafel in His Hand. It's an Australian movie about share housing in Australia, so living with other people. And it's hilarious and smart and sad and just the per- the perfect film. It used to be train spotting for a very long time, but it overtook it. I you should love, definitely check uh, that movie out, by the way. Sorry, yeah, yeah, you. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, just, I love, just, just, to, just, to, just to show off some Australian stuff, go watch He Died With A Flower. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my biggest thing is Star Trek. I love it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, massive sci-fi buff. Yeah. Sean, you look like a Star Trek guy, and I mean that in a 100% compliment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say uh, the favorite movie for me is an old one, The Shining. So I'm a bit of a, mm. bit of a oh, cult uh, horror buff and, and love the Stanley Kubrick. So The Shining for me. Very nice. Mine's The Big Lebowski by far or anything the Coen brothers or Tarantino do. Yeah, yeah. Well, mine's um, The Natural Born Killers, which I think is written by Tarantino, but then directed yeah. by Oliver Stone. It's uh, just a great movie of the relationship <laughs> building and killing everyone as they go. I knew Oliver Stone directed it. I didn't know Tarantino wrote it. That explains why it's so amazing. I mm. think so. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but I'll have to look him up when I um, am done here. Yeah, do it. <laughs> I will. So now, what has been your favorite vacations that you've ever taken, and why did you enjoy it very much? Now, the vacation, it can be with, like, as a band, individually. Your call, how you guys want to answer it. I think it will uh, be up to, uh, to Japan, but... Uh, mine would be when I just got, like, had a camper van and I drove down to Tasmania for the Dark Mofo Festival and saw like, one of my favourite bands, Electric Wizard, two nights in a row. And then <laughs> yeah, drove home, living in a van for a month. That, I suppose, caveman, primal living style. So 
Yes, it's really enjoyable. Oh, yeah, it sounds enjoyable. I've uh, traveled through North America twice. So uh, probably my favorite part of, of the U.S. and Canada was uh, New York. I absolutely loved just the culture and the lifestyle in New York is just fascinating. So the bars, the food is is just um, incredible. So yeah, really enjoyed North America. Awesome. I'm glad we, good old God bless America, right? <laughs> did you Absolutely. see the Statue of Liberty by chance or yeah yeah, did, yeah yeah it was cool um just did a bit of a day trip to check that out so yeah it was really nice all right man I'm glad you liked it in North America we tried we try to get tourists but <laughs> we do our best to this is the final yeah. one guys are there any good memories that you have to tell our viewers about if you do why do you remember that memory the most now I always say I want a good memory and a funny memory and it could be the funny memory could be from a band it could be just from you being an idiot by chance. The choice is yours, how you guys want to answer those questions or those two parts of the question. How about John? Do you want to, John, do you want to take this one? It sounds like something up your alley. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think, I think the funniest, I think the funniest. Yeah, let's keep um, it. You've, let's already, keep you've it already started. PG. You've already started. <laughs> the, the funniest memory I have with the band is the night that I don't remember playing <laughs> okay <you're rich>. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one and only time i went a bit too far before we went on stage i was uh, rather rather beard up by that point <laughs> and i have no memory apparently apparently i did all right so was, yeah it was, was definitely was the best live time. video we have is from yeah. that show i've never seen john or anyone actually hold four beers in two, two hands <laughs> while they're singing oh, <laughs> I but, couldn't uh, believe it. Uh, I did. I have. I did promise myself and have not since drank that much before I got on stage. Uh, you need fun barrier. Yeah, <laughs> that's a favorite. That's a favorite and a uh, funny memory. So I'll hand to someone else. <laughs> that I'm out. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a few memories I got, but uh, we might we might not talk about those ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Seriously, I mean. Geez. Claybo, think of the most PG one you can. It could just be you falling. <laughs> the first one that sprung to mind was one of our early shows with um, John's best mate, uh, Hardman. And I threw one of my sticks into the crowd, but I didn't lob it into the crowd. I, I threw it straight ahead and hit him right between the eyes. Oh. Then he gave it back to me. He's like, here's your stick back. I was like, thanks, man. <laughs> you got to be careful with those sticks. <laughs> uh, uh... I watched you. I watched you the other night get yourself between the eyes with the end of a stick. Yeah, it broke <laughs> off. You nearly jabbed me right in the eye. Yeah. 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 All right, guys. Well, it's been a great time. Thank you all so much. Is there anything you guys like to say before we get out of here? Just thank you. Um, I really admire what you're doing. I think it's very cool, and it's it's nice to have the opportunity to talk in this format with with yourself. It's been nice meeting you all, especially John, Michael, Claybo. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, AZ. It's been wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, Thanks, keep your eyes peeled on our uh, new single. It's coming out in a few days. Yeah, May 7th. All right. We will, we'll do that. Thank you again. Thanks for joining for this episode. Please tune in for another episode coming in very soon. Hope you enjoyed listening to me ramble. Thank you very much.